Okay, what is up, you guys? This is episode one of the podcast, Touchdowns and Ticket Stubs. Uh, I've I recorded a t- an episode twice last week, and there was an issue with the microphone both times. So this is my first attempt at recording the episode this week. Let's hope everything works out. We can get everything posted because. What a joke. <laughs> so, um, I'll tell you this much. Like, I started streaming a couple years ago on Twitch, and like anything that has to do with audio or video just like doesn't work ever to like how you want it to until you can get it all finely tuned to exactly how you want it. So, I'm used to it. It's whatever. <laughs> I'm just hoping I can get a good podcast episode out for you guys. And, um, yeah. So, let's do this thing. I'm going to do, uh, let's just introduce the podcast plan real quick. So, I want to do something each week, weekly, each week, that's what weekly means, where I basically go over a sports section, because sports are like my number one thing. I love sports, specifically during college football season. This is going to be the biggest section that we're going to be talking about. Uh, college football is everything. Uh, college football is my religion. Um, and then you got movies. We're going to do talk about film. You got the ticket stubs portion, right? And then, uh, the third section is going to be, what am I doing currently? So the last two sections are going to be a lot shorter than the first, but, uh, the third section is going to involve, you know, questions I have from you guys, the audience questions I have for you guys, the audience and gaming, what I'm doing there, streaming, you know, what have you. And then the fourth section is going to be a mental health minute where we talk to Tanner about some things. Tanner's a good friend of mine. Um, you'll get to meet him later. But that's going to be kind of what each podcast looks like. I want to make sure that we provide sport entertainment for you. I want to make sure that we provide film, gaming entertainment for you. But I also want to make sure we we do something at the end of each episode where we're, I want to, I want to, not only help you guys, but I want to learn more and help myself. Just give myself stuff to work on throughout each week to maybe make things a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully that sounds like a good plan to you. It's basically going to be me ranting on with some loose structure. Uh, if that doesn't entertain you, like, yeah, it's chill, you know? But um, I, if, if you're kind of like, ah, I don't know about this, just give me a chance here. Let's see if you like it. Um, and uh, yeah, let's get to it. Okay, so we're going to be talking about college football real quick, and I want to go over what happened last week. So uh, I got absolutely toasted and cooked at the Utah-UCLA game. Um, I am sunburned like crazy right now. I look like I was wearing sunglasses too, so I look kind of like a raccoon. Like I got like marks going around my eyes. Um, And that game was... Very much a Kyle Whittingham game. That is like his fever dream there. Um, Get ahead by 14 early and then just play a super conservative offensive game plan with your backups to just like, (laughs) I I don't know, man. It was not like, it was a fun game to watch, a fun game to be at, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like an entertaining game, if that makes sense. (laughs) So, um, 
but like you know obviously i'm scre- i was screaming the whole time i had a good time um definitely not like tv worthy like football there <laughs> if i'm just being honest with you not a pretty game but we got the dub utah's 4 and 0 right now without camerizing that's crazy to me um if uh, i mean if you had told me we were 4 and 0 after four games without camerizing i wouldn't have believed you at the beginning of the year um but it just goes to show you how much like the coaching staff at utah has put depth on the field and i think that's fantastic um other news college football last week oregon and colorado obviously was hilarious um <laughs> you know colorado goes in there at the beginning of the game and starts stomping on the Oregon O at the center of the field, and then they get demolished by, like, 30. And uh, it was great to see, but also, like, I'm not a guy who hates on Deion Sanders. Um, I was pretty hard on him before the season started. I think he's a good coach, um, but I think that you're in the stages of an early build. I mean, you've, you have a brand-new team under your belt, you know, uh, under a new program, you are facing opponents that you right now the Pac-12 is insane. Like, I mean, if that's how you're going to play against Oregon's defense, I really can't wait for you to play Utah's because that's going to be hilarious. Um, but yeah, it, it it's well, and you know what though, Oregon has better defensive backs, so I think that could be an interesting uh, matchup. I still think or you know Colorado's going to struggle against Utah, um, but. That's that's super fun and all. I won't worry about that. Um, let's go into college football this week, right? So we got a couple of matchups. I think we have like three ranked teams playing against each other this week. We got Utah and Oregon State. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Um, Kansas and Texas is a ranked matchup. I don't even think that's going to be close. Texas is going to absolutely slaughter Kansas. Um, I don't like. I don't even think that'll be fun to watch. Um, yeah, I bet Texas wins that by 20. LSU and Ole Miss, that actually could be a decent game. LSU is not what they were hyped up to be. They're still a good team. Um, Ole Miss is a decent team, too. They went in. They lost to Alabama last week, but it was competitive. So I think that could be an actually really interesting game. Don't miss that one. I know I won't. Um, SEC matchup's always good. Notre Dame and Duke. Uh, Notre Dame's going to kill that, kill that Duke team. It's not even going to be close, in my opinion. LSU and Ole Miss, though. That game is just sticking out to me right now. So ESPN's giving Ole Miss the uh, the benefit here, 56.6% chance to win it. Uh, the line, okay, the line has LSU by two and a half points over under 67. So LSU slightly favored. That's going to be a good game. Make sure you don't miss that game. It's in Ole Miss too. Man, that's going to be a fun game to watch. What time does that start? 4 p.m. Just before prime time. Yeah. Okay. I'm definitely watching that game. That's going to be a good game. So, yeah. It's going to be on Saturday. Saturday at 4 p.m. That is going to be on ESPN. LSU at Ole Miss. Don't miss that football game. That's going to be a really good football game. Okay. And then the other two matchups I talked about, Notre Dame and Duke. I don't think that's going to be as bad of a slaughter as Texas Texas and Kansas. But that's still going to be, I think Notre Dame wins that pretty easy. Um, let's look at the line. The line's at five and a half for Notre Dame. I think they cover that pretty easily. That's some solid some solid games this week. Uh, Florida, Kentucky, that should be a fun game to watch. Um, is Kentucky... Kentucky's 4-0, guys. 
Kentucky is 4-0. and That is a 51% chance for Kentucky to win it by from ESPN. Kentucky has a one-point favorite on Florida. Uh, I'm hot on Florida right now, guys. Florida looks really good. Even, like, last week wasn't, like, a dominant win for them. Uh, but, uh, I mean, as a Utah fan, I want them to win, right? Because that makes Utah look even better. They beat Tennessee, which is a great, great win for that program. Um, yeah, I, I think, oh, that's not in the swamp, though. That's, yeah, that's at Kentucky. Sorry, I'm I'm recording this really late, but at Kentucky, that's gonna be a good game. Make sure you don't miss that. That's gonna be a really good game. So don't miss um don't miss okay, three games you shouldn't be missing this week. USC Colorado, obviously you can't miss that one because we gotta see how good that defense is for USC against Colorado. Uh Colorado's going in against a team that has a worse defense than the team they played last week. Oregon has a much better defense than SC. Um, Kentucky and Florida, don't miss that game. That's going to be a really good game. Uh, LSU and Ole Miss, that's going to be a really good game, like I said. And then, of course, Utah and Oregon State. So let's talk about Utah-Oregon State real quick. Utah went, you know, they beat UCLA last week 14-7. Ugly win, in my opinion. But there's, you know, of course, Kyle Whittingham says after the game, there's no such thing as an ugly win. So I'll take him for that. That's true. Um, it was a win that didn't look good. <laughs> so, um, they are going into Corvallis on Friday at 7 p.m. It's going to be on Fox Sports 1. Fox Sports 1. Uh, don't miss this game. I think this is going to be a really good game. Right as of earlier today, I thought Oregon State had the favor here. They do. So, the line shows that Oregon State has a three and a half point favorite. Uh, favor and uh, yeah, Oregon State is favored to win 58% chance of winning this. If uh, well, I don't know, that's we don't know if Cam Rising's coming back yet. If Cam Rising, I feel like I say this every week, if Cam Rising comes back, it's a, I mean, I think this is a good game for him to come back in. This is going to be a physical game as usual with this game. It's going to be whoever wins the line of scrimmage is going to win the game. If Oregon State's offensive line continues to have the success they've had over the past few years, this is going to be a dangerous game for Utah. Um, this is a game that I had picked earlier in the year for them to lose. Uh, Oregon State did lose to Wazoo last week. I didn't think they would, but um, they did. Wazoo's a scary team. Um, so that's, that's I mean, yeah, man, Utah's defensive line, if they can get penetration on DJU, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a good. We we I think Utah wins this game. I guess I should say that. I mean, as a Utah fan, I'm obviously biased, but like, I think Utah will win this. If they don't, it's gonna be within like a touchdown. So, should be interesting. DJ is a little bit scary. He's got that speed to him, and the and they finally. I mean, they've got some receivers in uh, uh, Bolden. Bolden's a good receiver. Um, I mean, he's got 235 yards and a touchdown. Uh, this year um so obviously um the other worry too is their running game uh right now you've got martinez for oregon state's got 432 yards um he only got one touchdown though um in four games so it it looks like they they struggle a little bit to um let's take a look at their last few opponents 
So they beat, they've beaten San Jose State. They've beaten UCD. What in the world is UCD? UCD's nuts. UC Davis. Okay, that's who UC, okay. I don't know who UC Davis is. They destroyed UC Davis 55-7. to They destroyed San Jose State 42-17. They destroyed San Diego State 26-9. And then they lost to Wazoo um, in Pullman. They lost 38-35. So they lost by a field goal. Jeez Louise. Oregon State's good. Oregon State is exactly what I thought they were going to be this year. It's someone who could be like a dark horse competitor for the Pac-12. Obviously, everybody thought that. Uh, that offensive line at Oregon State, I don't know who the coach, like the coach of the uh, offensive line, I swear to you, is giving them like, They've got to be on something because that offensive line, year in and year out, is incredible. Utah's coming into this game with more depth than they've ever had. They're also coming into this game with more injuries than they've ever had. So we'll see what happens uh, if Utah's defense looks like what it did last week against uh, uh, Moore. Um, I said Malachi Moore. It's a BYU player. Um, if it looks like Moore uh, from UCLA, I mean, Oregon State won't have a chance. I think DJU is going to be a lot better. He's got a lot more experience than Moore did. Um, so I think Utah wins this game. I think they win it within a touchdown if Cam isn't in. If Cam's in, they win it by 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 two, maybe three touchdowns. So um, Cam just knows the offense better. And Andy Ludwig like trusts Cam with that playbook. He'll give him free reign of it. We saw him do it last year. Um, I mean, last year, and everybody, nobody talks about this. Utah last year was putting up 38 points. Was it 38 points per game? So Cam last year had three three thousand yards passing. Jeez, jeez, Dalton Kincaid at eight hundred and ninety yards receiving or eight hundred ninety yards of offense. Cam Rising was completing sixty four percent of his passes, averaging eight yards a play. Um, he had twenty six touchdowns. He threw eight interceptions. Most of those were in the Oregon game, and then uh, he was sacked nine times. Um, what am I looking for here, though? I'm looking for team stats here. How many points they were putting up? Thirty eight point six points per game. That's huge. That's all Utah's missing right now. People aren't talking about this. And if they are, it's Utah fans because they know ball, right? The only thing Utah's missing right now is, is Cam Rising, period. Um, Nate Johnson's great. I think Nate Johnson's awesome. I just think that they don't trust him with the playbook all the way quite, like, quite yet. It's not a bad thing. He's got a little bit of an issue fumbling the ball. But you got the dude coming on Twitter apologizing for his play against UCLA on Saturday. Like, what a freaking leader, dude. And even Kyle said that. Kyle was like, that shows leadership. Dude, Nate Johnson's out here taking accountability. That's good. I, I like that. I love seeing that. Um, so I'm on the Nate Johnson train, though. If, if Cam's not ready, uh, you know, Nate Johnson will come out here. I think he can get it done. Um, man, I hope Andy Ludwig just gives him a little more. Just give, give him a little more of the playbook. Let, let, him, let him try. Like, give him some shots here. Um, he's not throwing a ton. Like, he's not throwing interceptions, right? Um, I think he fumbles. He might fumble the ball less if he's if he's encouraged to run it so much. I know how fast he is, but um, these little read options are just the just the handoffs seem to be a little bit off or something. And then he is fumbling the ball when he runs. So I don't know. Let him pass. Let it air it out. Let him air it out a little bit. I think that wouldn't. I don't think that's a bad thing. You know. So. Let's uh let's see let's see let's see let's see Utah wins that game. Don't miss that game. It's gonna be uh Friday night at seven p.m. It's gonna be in Corvallis. 
uh, at Research Stadium. Man, that stadium looks good since they uh, redid it. So I'm looking up Corvallis. I don't even know much about it. It's one of those few stadiums I haven't been to. 43,000 is the capacity. Not bad. I have a soft spot in my heart for Oregon State. Breaks my heart every time Utah loses to them in a close one, but I've always cheered for the Beavers. I think they remind me a lot of Utah in 2013, 2012. Um, and now they're getting to the point where they remind me a little bit more of Utah 2015, 2014-ish. So uh, good football team. Uh, I have all the respect in the world for the Beavs. I'm not going to sit here and trash talk them. Um, yeah, I think... I think uh, I can't pronounce his name, uh, Uyagalele, uh, DJ Uyagalele. I think he is fantastic. I think he's exactly what this offense needed, and already their offensive efficiency is going up. Uh, just in the past game alone, he's already changing that quite a bit. So um, Utah's got to be careful. they got to go in there prepared. I know Kyle Whittingham will have him ready to go. It's going to be a good game. Can't wait for that one. So, Okay, that's going to be it for college football right now. Um, let's move on to the next segment. We're going to talk about movies. I've watched... Uh, so I watched Equalizer 3 last week, or two weeks ago. If you liked the first two, go and see that movie. If you don't like violence, don't see this movie. Don't bring your kids to see Equalizer 3. That's the lot. I mean, do what you want, right? You're a parent, but like, you're an adult, but like, don't. I wouldn't take my kids to go see Equalizer 3. It's very brutal. Uh, I think it's the most brutal of the three movies. Uh, yeah, like, it's pretty, it's pretty out there. But I mean, it makes me want to go visit Rome. Go visit Rome. I want to go visit Rome and just sit in a cafe. I don't even drink coffee or tea or anything. I'll just sit there and, and just enjoy the views of the. Of the coastline in Rome or Italy. Jeez, I failed. Ge I failed uh, geography. Uh, I, I was not good at it in high school. But Europe in general, I just want. I want to go to Europe at some point. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't want to do anything that uh, Denzel Washington did in Europe in this movie. Uh, dude was wrecking fools. Um, he uh, it's uh, got the violence. It's got the cheesy dialogue. It's got the it's got the stuff that'll make you cry a little bit. It's it's got everything in it. I think that uh, it's a pretty good movie. I gave it a, if I remember right, a three or a four out of five. Let's just verify that. If you guys ever want to see my reviews on movies before the podcast comes out, I do post them on Letterboxd. Um, Equalizer three, three and a half. So I gave it a three and a half out of five. So um, definitely recommend that. And then I also watched. Uh, the Kelsey documentary on Amazon. I gave that a five out of five stars. It was beautiful, you guys. Uh, I think that uh, I here was my. Like, I'll just read this my review too. Never did I think I'd be moved as much as I was by the story of a man I've watched destroy my favorite NFL team's D line every year after year. Uh, fantastic piece. Camera work was great. Felt natural for the most part. The interviews were genuine. I criticized the Eagles fans before, and though I'm not an Eagles fan, I get it now. The unity, the pride, all of it, it honestly impresses me. So glad I took the time to watch this, and I think everybody else who watches it will as well. Uh, parents, it does have a lot of language in it. These are the Philadelphia Eagles. These are adults. So, um, you know, watch that how you will. Uh, but definitely recommend Kelsey. Go see it. Okay. 
that's going to be the ticket stubs portion. Let's talk about what I'm doing in life right now. Uh, hobby wise, right now, I'm I'm I've been setting this up. I've been doing everything for the podcast. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get a new logo down for it with my buddy Kurt. Uh, him and I are kind of working together to get something made. I've also been gaming a little bit. Uh, I was playing a lot of Starfield last week. Starfield's a new Bethesda release from the people who made Skyrim and Fallout. That is a fantastic game, but I just started playing Far Cry 6. That came out like a year ago, a year or two ago. And Far Cry 6, I gave it like, I played it for like an hour when it first came out, and I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. And that, which is not fair to a game by any means. But I caught this like this video online of a dude who was playing it and it made me want to play it again. So I went and downloaded it and I, I've been playing it the past few days. I've had a lot of fun with it. So I would definitely recommend a Far Cry 6 in Starfield. If you want to see me playing these games, I'll, I'm, I might start streaming again. I, I really love streaming, but it's it's I, I have my own little gripes with it. So. Uh, if you want to see me stream, I'm on Twitch at UFanIvan. You can come see me stream and play these video games. Come watch me play video games. That's really, really fun. Uh, <laughs> it sounds so it sounds so boring, but it's fun. Uh, so let's see what else am I doing right now? Not not really anything. <laughs> I'm working a lot. I'm working. I'm working every day, and and when I get home, I only I have a few hours to get. Uh, to focus on gaming and stuff and streaming and podcast creation. And I'm working on video edits for you for like for the you or of the you. I don't work for them. I need to state that, but uh, I'm doing, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just doing a lot. I'm filling my time up a lot with a lot of things and a lot of personal projects. So I'm also doing certifications for my it certificate, like uh, a plus certifications. Uh, I think that, uh, I'm really, I'm really struggling to get that done, but I'll get there. Uh, I got to push through. So if I want to keep pursuing what I, I mean, I, my pursuit, I wouldn't want to pursue content creation, right? But if that doesn't work, uh, I'm, I'm focusing on IT as well. I think that's a good career to go in, especially now. So that's what I'm focusing on right now. Uh, if that makes any sense at all, I'm going to have to edit this a lot of this stuff um, to make it sound like I'm not just dragging on and on. But um, I'm going to add more and more structure to this. I still want it to feel like it's genuinely me. So the structure will change a little bit. Uh, but what we're going to do next, we're going to have uh, Tanner talk to me real fast about uh, finding purpose outside of yourself. And uh, just something that you can try and work on if you're feeling like things just don't make sense, feeling you know that things aren't worth it, that you're not seeing the point in a lot of things. Uh, I would definitely recommend listening to this segment. This is pre this is recorded. I actually just recorded this with him earlier tonight. But go just give it a listen. Some of the audio is having some issues. I got to figure out the microphone situation with having guests on with me. But we'll get it figured out. It is worth the listen. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. I think I want to start doing... My plan was to do like an hour, but I feel like doing like maybe like a 30-minute segment block of me just talking about stuff, college football, gaming, and film and stuff. I think that's actually kind of a cool format. So I think I want to keep it within 30 to 45 minutes for you guys, give you something to listen to uh, on the way to the game or on your way to work. 
let me know what you guys think of the podcast so far. Um, the one last thing I wanted to do was last week I asked for questions. And if you guys have questions for me ever, you're free to ask them on Twitter. I do have the Twitter page for the, the podcast up. It's at TDTS podcast, touchdowns and ticket subs podcast. And let's see, we had three, two questions last week. I'm going to go ahead and just pick one. Mac and Chez 747. I love your name. It says, what are some of your favorite football memories, favorite games and favorite players? Well, I can tell you who my favorite player of all time is. It's Peyton Manning. He was the one that I first ever watched play. I like the first football game I ever watched on TV was the Super Bowl between the Colts and the Bears. And watching Peyton Manning go and win that Super Bowl, he immediately was just cemented as my favorite player. It wasn't until I uh, ended up going to a BYU versus Utah game in Rice Eccles was my first ever game that I attended in person, and and uh, it was the Brandon Burton blocked field goal to win it. And I rushed the field, and it was a great experience. I uh, absolutely loved it. In fact, the guy who took me to that game was a neighbor of mine, uh, Jeff, who is actually on Twitter, at Ute Daddy. Um, he's a really good dude. Um, and uh, I, I, it's because of him that I love Utah so much. And if you really think about it, like a lot of the... the the videos that you know, the hype videos I make wouldn't exist because he was the one who really brought me into that fold. So a lot to thank him for, for sure. Uh, so I would say that's probably my favorite college football memory. And then that, and just like the USC game last year, that night uh, I tore, or I tore, I crashed my car, totaled my car, and. We uh, went to the game anyway. I had a buddy who took, took he was actually a BYU fan, my friend Austin. Uh, he cheers for BYU, but he, I invited him to the game with me, and he came, and he picked me up from my car accident. We went straight to Rice Eccles. We went to the tailgate lot. He got to meet a bunch of people, and then uh, we went up to the game, and we watched Utah beat USC in the last you know minute of the game with a two-point conversion, and that was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. I'll never forget that. He says that it was one of the coolest football games he's ever been to. He's like, he's like Rice Eccles is legit. He was like, it was a great experience. So that was a really cool, that was a really cool memory. That's something I'll never forget. And uh, we actually are on the broadcast for the game. There's a clip where they show the, the moon behind Rice Eccles. And you can see me and Austin in there just talking to each other. So that's something I'll never forget. That was one of my favorite memories for sure. So uh, thank you so much, Mac and Chez, for that question. Uh, again, I love your name. Uh, that's going to be the podcast uh, for me right now. We're going to go to the segment right where we go and we talk to Tanner about finding purpose within yourself uh, or finding purpose outside of yourself to ultimately result in happiness. So uh, make sure you drop a follow, guys. Make sure you drop a um, whatever you know podcast uh, service you're listening on. A, a review or if you didn't like it just you know it's fine <laughs> you can you can drop that review too um but i want i want all your guys' thoughts about how, you know what you think about the podcast what you think i could do to improve or if you if you think it's good how it is let me know uh, i want to i want to make sure that i'm making a good podcast for you guys so all right love you guys i'll talk to you later uh after the fourth segment i'm just going to end it so that's going to be the last you hear from me i'll talk to you guys later
Alright you guys, so um, this is going to be kind of something that I'm thinking about doing every week where we uh, we introduce, I want to talk about mental health, I want to introduce um, something that we can do uh, to, if, if you know, maybe you do need it, maybe you don't, but I want, I want to give myself and you, the audience, something to try, something that you can try to do to maybe help if things are feeling a little down, if that makes sense. And so lucky for me, I, I have friends and have been friends with someone since eighth grade, uh, playing Call of Duty Black Ops with this guy since eighth grade. Um, <laughs> this is uh, my good friend, I would dare say my best friend, Tanner Mellier, um, who has a master's in counseling. Yeah, clinical mental health counseling. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So you know a lot about mental health obviously you I, have gone to school for this yeah two years and i know it all <laughs> exactly two years you're you're basically the neil degrasse tyson of mental health i'm, um, a, I'm a knower you yes. also you also have lived with me for a year now we are roommates dude you're my case study i am <laughs> you basically I, I know you have a file on me somewhere in your room i have yet to find it yeah, um, it's about 500 pages at this point. You're, 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 you're practically my future dissertation at this point. For for when you get the PhD. Right, um, exactly. They probably will give you two just for the dissert dissertation alone. Right, and a Nobel Peace Prize on top of the discoveries you know, from the dissertation. Having to deal with just the monstrosity that is my mental health. Um, so, uh, no, what I want to do, um, I've asked Tanner to... Uh, when we'll see if people like you or not, we may have you, you know, they gotta like me too, but I guess that's true. We, we have to, you know, establish that rapport as we say in the clinical world, you know what I'm saying? No, okay, I yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. You're, this, um, this is why I'm here. <laughs> um, so, okay. So what I want to do, I mean, we'll see if we can make this a weekly thing. I would like it to be. I want the podcast to be something not only where I rant about sports and movies, but something that someone can take something from and right. help themselves. Right. Right. So um, I'm going to ask you, well, Tanner is going to come in. We pl The plan is to have him come in every week. And if he can't make it a week, then that's okay. But um, to talk about an aspect of mental health, um, something that maybe you've seen success with, um, in applying to your life, maybe uh, talking about um, things that you can do to help yourself, if that makes sense. Right. So. Yeah, no, and I, you know, <clears throat> with this being the inaugural podcast and whatnot, I was trying to think of, you know, something really important to me that I see not only in my personal life, but in my practice as well. Um, I work with a lot of adolescents, and, you know, for most of us who have gone through those critical years, you're trying to figure out who you are, where you're going in life, who you want to be, what you want to be when you grow up, that kind of thing. And I still feel like I'm there now. Right. You know, and like uh, even adults still try to pave that path for mm -hmm. themselves. And one of my favorite theorists and psychotherapists is a man by the name of Dr. Viktor Frankl. Uh, he is an Austrian psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor who developed a therapy called logotherapy, or essentially the idea that humans, uh, or the primary motivation of humans, 
I should say, is to derive meaning and purpose. And the search of one's meaning is the primary motivation. Now, this obviously, this theory is up for debate still in the, you know, the psychological world. And a lot of people say otherwise. There's behaviorists and humanists that say otherwise, right? But for me, there's something that's super important that we can take away from his work. And I want to read a quote, um, if I can, and just, I guess, get your thoughts on it and sure. see how you know, maybe an audience who's listening to a quote like this can apply it to their lives. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Dr. Frankel said, um, success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue. And it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. And for me, I, being a therapist who works with people who are really deeply immersed in like what we would consider like a, a radical individualistic kind of culture where we're constantly told to pursue, pursue certain pleasures all the time. And, what I see in my own practice is a lot of people are so hyper-focused on themselves that they lose happiness, they actually lose joy. Um, and, you know, I tend to agree with Dr. Frankel in the sense that happiness comes as a result of devoting yourself to something higher yourself, whether, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a religious person, whether that's God or it's your family or, you know, your friends or your legacy, whatever it is, like, the beauty of what he proposed is we get to discover that meaning for ourselves. And so happiness shouldn't be the pursuit. It should come as a byproduct of what we have def defined for ourselves as our purpose, our meaning. And he believed firmly, as do I, that meaning comes from devoting ourselves to something greater than ourselves. Um, but yeah, I'd love to get your thoughts because I, I see this a lot in you know, how I do my own therapy. You know, you and I being friends for however, <laughs> however many years, like I, I know you have some thoughts. I'd love thinking. I think that like, it's interesting because we're talking about how you find happiness when you are focusing on that, which is greater than yourself, right? Or happiness is a byproduct of the pursuance of things beyond yourself. I've noticed in my life personally that, and I am a religious person, I do believe in God, but it takes more than that. It takes more than pursuing that for me to be happy. And the happiest I am in my life is when I'm talking to and being with, spending time with friends and my family. Um, I would definitely say those are the two motivating and happy-inducing Happiness inducing, yeah, right. you know, um, happiness inducing things that I do in my life. I will say um, I'm currently working on trying to find. Uh, I mean, you know me, like I struggle very heavily with depression. Yeah. And um, I think that comes a lot from an obsession with uh, trying to pursue that which makes like me individualistically happy. Right. Right. So, like, um, I've also noticed that when I am creating things, when I'm, uh, I was just on, uh, I was just a host on the Social Hall podcast. When I was 
creating that, I was happy because I was creating something for others to enjoy. Um, when I give when I give gifts, I'm very happy. Like I feel very happy when I give gifts because I'm giving something for someone else. That's definitely something in my life that I've found that I like. I'm happiest is when I'm serving others, giving to others, or creating for others. Um, and so that's actually a big reason why I want to do my own podcast, right? This is episode one. This is yeah. part of why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I want others to, I want to give to the community. I mean, like right now, a lot of what I give is going to be to the Utah football community because that's, um, that's where most people know me from is, is your passions are there. That's where you want to leave your legacy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that brings in the legacy part, right. That right. you were talking about. So, uh, that's actually a really, really cool idea. Um, and I think that while I do think that that is, I think that self-identity is still serving yourself is still important. Taking care of yourself, uh, realizing who you are is important, but I don't think you can actually do it until you pursue that which is above yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, and like I I tend to interact with a lot of people who um, they really enjoy having an opportunity to look outside themselves for a little bit and focus on the needs of others. Yeah. Um, you know, some might call that a distraction of, or avoiding the problem, um, but... You know, I think it helps fix yeah, it. Yeah, right. And like, aside from all the arguments that could come from that, because mm-hmm. I mean, I work in a field that, you know, everything gets debated. But I, in my, you know, just anecdotally with my own viewpoints, my own observations, um, being able to devote ourselves to something that's greater than ourselves does help us avoid misery that so often comes when we are just so hyper focused on what we have going on or not going on for us in our lives. Right. And, you know, to, to the listeners of this particular podcast, you know, for me being the therapist that I am, and if you could let me put my therapist hat on for a little bit, sure. I'd, I would want to ask them like, what, what could you do in your life to you know, identify mm-hmm. something that's greater than yourself that you believe in? And, subsequently devote yourself to it like what what it is and how can you that that's basically the summary of what my question would because um i want people to first of all define for themselves what who they want to be the kind of person they want to be and then identify how they can make that happen for themselves and for others um just for the overall betterment of and their relationship so what if you don't if it's not too personal yeah what do you do what is your purpose that is beyond yourself that has brought you joy i like that i like that question um for me you know you knowing me as also a religious person like uh, my religious beliefs are very important to me um and it's not enough just for me to believe those things um Things that provide me the greatest joy when I feel like my actions are aligned with my beliefs. And with that comes opportunities to serve others, to look out for them. Um, I've been very blessed in my life to have uh, a very wonderful educational background. 
that gives me the tools and resources needed to help people struggling with mental and emotional issues. Every time that I get to step into that role as a therapist or as a friend or as a family member and use those tools to not only listen to other people, but help them. Um, and to help somebody feel like they are better because they had a chance to chat with me, there isn't a greater feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would say, you know, obviously that's a long answer to a short question, but I would say that my purpose comes from able to take what I've learned and who, you know, take who I am and embed myself in a relationship with somebody who's me mm-hmm. and help them see things from my point of view or have them you know, feel like I'm listening to them, that I'm understanding them, seeing their point of view. Mm-hmm. Then to have them go out and change their life as a result, like there's no better feeling. It's why I entered this field in the first place. I can say that like being i mean having lived with you i've lived here since august of last year um like you are not someone that when i sit down and talk to about what i'm feeling or what i'm going through you're definitely not someone because like you see this a lot with people who have an education background in like a psychology field is they'll sat like they'll like psychoanalyze you and like be like, oh, you definitely have depression or like, you know, bipolar. And it's like, I'm not looking for a, uh, I'm not looking for a diagnosis. I'm just looking for someone to listen to me. And if you, if you feel like you need to, to help me realize something, you know, or help talk to me through something, you do it. You don't, you don't sit there and, and flash your master's degree at me and say, oh, you know, this is, you're actually like genuinely trying to help. And so that's something I can definitely appreciate. And I definitely see. And so your answer definitely rings true with me where it's like, you really just want to help people. And you've definitely found your purpose above yourself in doing that. And I definitely see that. So, yeah. um, No, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, for, like I said, for anyone who listens to this and is trying to figure out these, Know, trying to answer their own questions as it relates to this topic. Mm-hmm. Like it is in some ways a lifelong pursuit. So don't be discouraged. I would say it's, it's okay to not know right off the bat, mm-hmm. you know, where you want to go and who you want to be, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, I don't think that even most adults would be able to answer those questions. Right. Uh, you know, no matter how established they or they know what the answers are, they just don't know how to accomplish their, their purpose. You know, some people are still trying to figure out the how. So those are my thoughts, my, the things that I wanted to share today. I appreciate you having me join for the first little portion of the podcast. I'm excited for you. Uh, yeah, I'm, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to do this. Um, and I, I'm just glad you were willing to come on and, and talk. Um, I, it'll be like this some weeks where we talk back and forth. I think other weeks maybe it'll just be you giving like a a short like 
this is what I'm thinking. This Your audience week. is like, no, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, if like if I get in the Twitter comments when this is released, and they're like, that Tanner dude sucked. Like <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to have a tough conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm gonna get fired as your friend. <laughs> it's, it's like, listen, buddy, we have to keep this relationship professional. Yeah, but yeah, no more, no more hanging out, no more gaming. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, all right, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Um, we will hopefully see you next week. Yeah. My fate is in your hands. <laughs> Dear listener, no, I'm just kidding. No so, pressure. <laughs> Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks, man.